2: There's no better time than now to review your homeowner's insurance so you can understand the deductibles that you're responsible for because you definitely don't want to get caught with not knowing what they are if a major storm does come through and cause some havoc. Our friends over at Athlon Insurance, they've got competitive rates, man, through like 17 different carriers. They can make sure to find you great coverage with a highly rated company and more importantly, lower deductibles. Stop paying too much for your homeowner's insurance from a company that's probably got you the same exact coverage as everyone else. Call my buddy Dwayne Moran at Athlon Insurance. Get a free quote. doesn't cost you anything. The number is 225-366-7530. That's Athlon Insurance, and tell them you heard it right here on the ABV Podcast. All right, folks, if you're like me, you're a coffee junkie. I love coffee. Craft beer and craft coffee kind of go hand in hand. I can't start my day without it. I can't make my day without drinking it continuously throughout it. I don't care how hot it is outside. I need my coffee fix. And luckily, I have Cafecito Coffee Roasters as a sponsor of the ABV podcast. Chris and Steve are doing some great things over there at Cafecito Coffee Roasters. The way they roast beans opens up flavors I never knew existed in a coffee bean before. It's insane. Their whole roasting process is second to none, and you've got to try it if you haven't had it. You can find their coffees all over Baton Rouge at plenty of grocery stores. You can find it at Calandro's Supermarket. You can find it at Alexander's Highland Market, just to name a couple. If you go into a grocery store and they don't have it, talk to a manager and demand that they get Cafecito Coffee Roasters in their store. Or if you're lazy and you don't want to get off the couch, take your phone, take your laptop, whatever, get online, go to cafecito.com. C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X dot com because we're in Louisiana and we have to name everything with the E A-U-X at the at the end of it. I don't blame Chris and Stevie for this. It's great marketing, so it works. <laughs> but that's how you find the coffees online if you just want to order them. They're whole beans. So make sure when you're ordering their coffee, you can order a coffee grinder as well. Grind those beans up. Get them in your coffee maker and let the smells just overtake everything in your house. Cafecito Coffee Roasters. Proud sponsors, and I'm proud to have them, for the ABV Podcast. I'm assuming you love craft beer. You're listening to the podcast. I don't know why you wouldn't love it and still listen, although we are kind of entertaining, but that's not the point. you got to love craft beer. But do you find it hard sometimes when you're going to your local grocery stores or you're out to your favorite restaurant or bar and you're looking for one of your favorite local craft beers and you can't find it? You know, it's kind of a headache. Well, there's a company that's around now that's changing the game, folks, and that company is Pelican Craft Brands. They're Louisiana's American craft-only distributor, and they are determined to educate consumers and help them discover independent and family-owned breweries here in Louisiana. They're lining up new breweries every day, and they're getting them in the markets. They're getting them back on the store shelves, on taps, in the restaurants and bars, so that way you can go out with your friends and enjoy great local craft beer. Pelican Craft Brands is here to tell you they're going to shake up the status quo. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them and we like talking about them too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. What's up everybody? Chuck P here for the ABV Podcast. Season 2 of the podcast. Happy New Year to everyone. I am at Doe's Eat Place, one of my favorite spots in town, to get a nice tasty beverage and the best steak in town. And I can't be at Doe's without having Jada Cody with me because it's kind of like the rule of two. It's the handshake deal. It is the handshake deal. We've, uh, We've created it. It is a thing, but it's only for us. That's right. <laughs> no one else can come in and say that. Just us.
3: You don't have a drink, Chuck. I've got a
2: Sazerac. I see that. I don't have a drink. What happens I'm looking over at George Krause right now. Why don't I have a drink? George has a drink. George has every, Yeah, everybody's got a drink. Abby me. has a drink. Abby's got a drink. I, I do. Drink. What is Look, going on? if you
0: haven't realized through all of our years of podcasting together and radio shows and whatnot, one of us has to not be drinking. I'm actually off today, therefore it is
2: my turn, and Chuck, you're working. Wow, that's that's pretty messed up. <laughs> that is not the handshake deal. <laughs> no, that's far from the handshake deal. I don't like this at all. This is like a pat on the back deal. I don't I don't gotcha. dig it. But I guess I could say I'm just saving my palate because we're doing this entire episode of the show about scotch. Yes, we are. You
0: called me with a lot of questions, so we figured this was the easiest way to answer them.
2: Yeah, because I don't know anything about scotch. The only time I've had scotch is here with you, and the only other times i had scotch outside of Doe's, I didn't care for it. Either I didn't understand it or I just had really bad scotch. So I figured if I'm going to be educated in scotch, I need to be at Doe's and I need to talk to you. Well, here we yeah, are. Let's it do it. One. So let's just jump right into it. Sure. Get, tell me about scotch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk
0: about scotch. Let's talk about scotch. I, I don't think you necessarily had bad scotch. That's that's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. Uh, what has more than likely happened is you had a scotch from an area of Scotland you are not a fan of yet. Okay. You have always been a bourbon drinker as long as I've known you. This but, is true. Scotch is a much more varying spirit than bourbon is. So bourbon has very strict rules to keep it bourbon. The only real area you can fluctuate in it is age, and you can fluctuate on the grain bill. But you still have to have at least 51% corn, so you only have a few grains you can work with in half of the bill to really change it. With scotch, you only have one grain, but what makes their stuff so different is the fact that their water is all natural, and Mm -hmm. it comes from different parts of Scotland being different waters. The terrain developed differently in different areas, and that leads into the flavors that get put into the scotch. So, for example, in the Elay region, it's very, very moist marsh wetlands that creates a lot more peat availability, therefore a lot more peat flavor goes into that smoking of the scotch. Whereas you have the Speyside area right off the mountains in the highlands, all of that crystal clear water comes through, there isn't really much in the way of peat, so you don't get that into it. So the flavors over a couple hundred miles can vary so much Based on the terrain, because it's more about where it's made, yeah. not what it's made from.
2: Okay, that makes sense. Always wondered, like, I, I always hear the term, it, it's PD, or it's not like it's very, the PD, whatever. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what the hell that means. Was is it? Is PD a guy that made the scotch? Like, <laughs> did he put some, like, some ingredient in there I don't know about? Like, I didn't want to say that in front of Jay, because Jay would just be like, you're stupid. Like,
3: yeah, that's yeah. true. See? That's. It's a smokiness, but it's a very yeah. unique smokiness. You can tell that it's peat smoke. It's uh, it's nothing like American barbecue wood smoke, but it's kind of like how when something is mesquite smoked, you can taste it, right? Like yeah. peat smoke, you can you can taste it. Yeah. And then the way that it's done on the on the grains on that malted barley is. Uh, it's it it infuses into those grains so well that it really comes through in the liquid. Did you know that Abby?
1: I did not. <laughs> Look, the only time I've tasted scotch, I'm not a scotch person. You will like, be tonight. Uh, you will be. so. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I'm not a big bourbon drinker either, but I can definitely taste a difference between scotch and bourbon because scotch has that, like, smoky yeah. flavor to it. And I've tried different kinds of scotches, and I just never have found something that I'm like, so, oh, my God, I could drink this, like, all the time, you know? So, so.
0: I will say one of the, the major differences I find between the three primary whiskeys that you have. You've got bourbon, you've got scotch, and you've got Irish. The one major common link I find between all of them is, in bourbon, it's it's more about the cast than it is about anything else between the three. So in bourbon, it has to be first run cast. So you're getting most of your flavor from the wood itself and then once you get into scotch and Irish you're looking at second hand barrels so now you're looking at you know refills so bourbon or sherry or port these are all types of bar- barrels you'll find in scotches there's not as much flavor left in the barrel so it's more about the actual whiskey itself so your flavor profiles are more about what the grains and the water and that little bit of peat smoke do and it's a much lighter body when you get to Irish it's the same concept it's refill barrels but they don't do the peat they don't do the smoking on it and they only take from the very center of it. So it's, again, a lighter flavor in general, and it's more about what the grains have done and not what flavors you can impart by the barrels. Okay. Well said.
2: Yeah. I, I couldn't have said it. I'm glad he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. All right. So are we going to do, like, a beginner's course? Sure. Like, start off with something basic and then move on to, like, more advanced profiles?
0: So I will say here at Doe's, I don't carry all of the varieties. I find that some of them pair better into the cocktail element that i've kind of become known for i find that some of them work better when pairing with steak and the things that we do here and some of them are just great to drink on their own okay uh for example the elay scotches we were talking about earlier those would be your Lagavulin's and your lafroigs so the really really heavy oily peat smoked scotches those are great with cigars like something that can fight and stand up with. You're not really going to have something that big, bold, and heavy next to a steak and all of its dry-aged, delicate flavors and all the sides that go. It just doesn't, Don't you can do it, but I just feel like they don't work as well together. Now, if I was doing barbecue with a lot of heavy smoke or brisket, I might break that in because now you have those flavors that can kind of work together. Yeah
2: paired with whatever meat yeah. that you're, you're grilling or
0: barbecuing or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I tend to have more of the the more popular brands that people know because they're going to sell a lot. So you know with a lot of space side,
2: one or two of the highlands, but we'll get into that. All right, cool. We'll uh we'll we'll pause for a second and we'll get a scotch order in and we'll go from there and come right back. How about that? Yeah. All right, let's do that. you are good. All right, so we are back and we have scotch. You finally have scotch in front of you. Yes, yeah, so I have alcohol so I can drink with everyone else. So, yeah. all right, George, what are we drinking?
0: Okay, so we're not really going to drink it just yet. We're going to talk about uh, a little uh, bit on labeling. I'll and, put it down because yeah. it's in my hand. I'm going to want to drink try. it. Oh, I know. So what we're going to try and show you the difference is a little bit on labeling. We're going to talk about blended versus blended malt versus single malt. Okay. Okay. So what you have in front of you is actually a blended malt scotch. It's monkey shoulder. Okay. So blended malt means that it is still a single grain. It is still barley, but it can come from several different single malt distilleries and is blended together to produce a more consistent product. A single malt scotch is made only by barley and by a single distillery at a single time which makes them slightly more expensive, but they tend to vary more from year to year. Because again, you're looking at temperatures, cause differences in how the barrel aging happens, how the water melts at certain times of year. So it will cause small differences. Blended is that way of kind of getting a more consistent palette over it. So you're gonna tend to find your blended malts to be that moderate price range. And then when you get into pure blended, that can be multiple grains from multiple distilleries yeah. all over the area. Okay.
2: I think I've had this in a cocktail here.
0: Yes. Yeah. So this is Monkey Shoulder. Yeah.
2: This is I, The name sounds familiar. Yeah.
0: So this is the one you had, oh, it was probably a year ago when we mixed it with, we actually took this. And bacon washed it. So this was the bacon. Ah, okay. I remember because that. Because th- so the two that we're going to taste next to each other, they are both from Speyside. So okay. this is probably one of the more popular areas for distilleries to be up and you're going to find scotches. Gotcha. So most of them are in this area. They tend to be pretty easy drinking, pretty clean. They're not very, very peaty. A few more fruit notes than anything else. Uh, lots of apple, pear, honey. Um, a little bit of nutmeg and vanilla, but these are again the ones you're going to see the most of. Yeah. This is your Glen Levitts, your Balvinis, Glen You're going to find, if you're most of the time, if you're going to find any single malts or most blended malts, it's going to be from this area.
2: Okay. Can I drink now? You
0: can drink
1: Yay.
2: it. Yay. Abby, you, you hadn't tried it yet either? No. Okay. All right, here I we was go. waiting.
0: It's fine. So, small sip.
2: Ooh
3: then I would slowly roll out, but I'd be like going to get the student line to go
0: to the
2: So what do you think? Okay. <laughs> oh, Abby lit up right there.
1: Um, okay. <laughs>
0: All right. So I'm going to tell you do something even a little dumber. Take your fingers, dip it in your water and do a couple splashes, just a few drops into it. Okay. And
2: like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, shit. So to the,
0: open it up? Yeah. So yeah. what the water does is it breaks the emulsion with the alcohol and the water that's already in it mm-hmm. and causes it to vaporize slightly more alcohol, which will slowly change the flavor profile.
2: Yeah. It's normally what I do with bourbon. A couple, uh, couple drops of water in it just to kind of open it up.
1: This is not bad.
2: No, it's good. It's very smooth.
1: Yeah. I feel like I could... Okay, I, I don't think I could drink it straight, but I could do like a few splashes of water on Which ice. Is, and, yeah,
0: so yeah. again, that is that is what is considered generally acceptable in most places is okay. either straight, <laughs> a little bit of cold water or room temp water, depending on where you're from, mm-hmm. and then or just a single ice cube. But if you put an ice cube in it, you need to drink it a little quicker so you're not over diluting right. it. Right, yeah. But it's it's really really nice it's light body it's
1: not overwhelmingly smoky yeah
0: so again these are the that general area that space eye. they don't put as much smoke into it yes they are smoked because that's how they dry out the germinated malted Mm -hmm. barley but it doesn't have that overabundance of peat moss it's just enough to dry it out and kind of pull those flavors in I
2: like it. You should definitely have this on a cocktail, especially the one he made for us last time Jay and I were here. So we, okay. what did we do? We bacon washed it, and then we
0: mixed, We made an old-fashioned. It was bacon washed. Yes. We did maple syrup and chocolate mole bitters. Yeah, it was ridiculously so it was good. maple, bourbon, chocolate, old-fashioned.
1: Oh, that sounds so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it was stupid. It was and stupid. you're wondering why this is the first time you're hearing about coming here to <laughs> hang out with me. This and, is
1: the first time I've been here.
0: Yeah, we're going to ruin you before you leave. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're,
2: you're going to be spoiled after yeah. you leave here. Nobody, totally nobody leaves and doesn't come back. Right. Yeah, true. This is That's the ABV night. podcast. I'm Chuck P. Jada Cody's here with me. George Krause, Abby Lee. We're at Do's Eat Place in Mid City on Government Street here in Baton Rouge. Drawing some Scotch education, some Scotch drinking. Tommy Talley is was at the table now. Tommy Talley is leaving. So, as he puts on his his red mask. Uh, so I find the the smokiness is very subtle in those. Like it's not it's it's present but not so super present. It is there. So.
0: You in order for it to be called Scotch, then ha- just like bourbon, it has very specific rules it has to have. So in Scotch, you can only use barley. Now in American bottling, if for it to be a single malt, it ha- or it has to be at least fifty one percent barley. Or in bourbon, 51% corn. Or in rye, 51% yeah. rye. And then you can kind of mix everything else. But in Scotland, it has to be 100% barley because that's the crop that grows there, and that's what they use the local stuff with it. Okay, It also provides that lighter flavor to it. You must germinate it, which is the malting process. You yeah. basically will soak it in water for several hours, take it out, the now- live seeds think it's time to grow. They start to sprout little spuds on them, yeah. and then you stop that process by cooking it and drying it out by smoking it. Gotcha. Now, again, the amount of peat moss you use, the strength of it, all depends on the area you tend to be in and what's available. But yeah. that is what does the drying out, is that smoking process. there will always be a little bit, but depending on where it at, that moss will have more and more smoke to it. Gotcha.
2: Jay, remember... Do you remember we had this? So this is the monkey shoulder. Yep. Remember he did like a bacon. We did that bacon I do remember when fashion. Scotch did a uh, uh, when
3: George did a bacon and <laughs> scotch. Yes. <laughs> a scotch infused George.
2: Yeah, that's a bacon. No, that be him later. Sunday. Oh, ah, right. Sundays are scotch infused
0: okay. George days with bacon. No, no, I, I am bacon. Right. Yeah. You put me in you front the of a grill. I start to smell like bacon. It just—that's that's
2: not a bad thing. It's
0: everything sizzling.
1: Uh, <laughs> I get that.
2: I get that. <laughs> but at, this is Abby's first time having scotch.
3: First time having scotch at all? No. Oh, first okay. time being
1: here. I've had. First time enjoying scotch, scotch First time enjoying scotch.
2: And first time here at Doze. I didn't yes. know she, she's never been here before.
1: Yeah. Every time y'all come, you Abigail,
0: won't Lee. Tell me. What?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. That's insane. Chuck. So no,
0: we're having awesome. lots... She's having lots of first steak. Yeah, first time at does <laughs> First time enjoying scotch.
2: So the, she hates it. This
0: monkey shoulder is super
3: approachable. Like, And I know George has some different scotches picked out for us. And it's going to get peatier and smokier and crazier as we go. But this is a super approachable blended malt scotch that's just like... It's just quintessential Scotland. It, but it's, it's easy... It's easier drinking than a lot of the other scotches that you'll yeah. find to it's, the novice scotch drinker.
1: It's got, like, when I smell it, it's got, like, a honey tint to it. I don't know if that's, like, the vanilla yep. or... Yep. Yep.
0: No, it's honey in it. Oh, they it all is, got, okay.
1: It's, it's a oh, honey Oh, look note. at you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a look scotch connoisseur. Look at you. <laughs> <Slow down. laughs> <Slow
0: down. laughs> tasting notes and all. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> so proud of you. It's <laughs> been <So Keeping laughs> one, one drink. She's already beaten everybody else. <laughs>
2: Jake i got him an old-fashioned going on over here. Okay. <laughs> what we done over there is jealous. All right, so table, uh right? let's move on to another scotch. Sure. What do you want to what do you what are and you going to pour this time? So oh, what's, what what's fun no, about this one? That. All right, I'm I'm literally pouring it's quarter, it's quarter it's shots. It's I think you will be okay. We're <laughs> 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 These are tasting
0: notes that I you're know. not <laughs> <laughs> I'm being nice. These aren't cocktails. Cocktails is when he gets mean. Yeah. That's when he gets really adventurous. We're doing cocktails later. Yeah. After the show's yeah. over. And That's that when we get mean. I but you're a wine person. We can
2: yeah. agree with with yeah. wine, too.
1: Yeah. I'm not... So have a little... But,
2: chug, drink, chug, chug. <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. Right. This isn't peer pressure or anything. No. So, what? which one are we drinking now? Okay, so, this
0: is... The Valvini. this is their 14-year, this is a Caribbean cast. Okay. Yeah. So the fun thing about this particular scotch is this distillery is actually one of the ones that gets blended into the monkey shoulder. So you're looking at a similar profile. It's not the only one, but it's in there. This would be the single malt. Okay. So this is produced... One grain by mm-hmm. one distillery at one time. It's aged for fourteen or two, yeah, the fourteen years. Okay. What makes this one fun is the casking is different. Okay, so
2: I see it says Caribbean cask on the on yep. the label. So it's we talked about earlier. Jay, bourbon. Do you need some? I'm sorry, George. Do you need need a pour? Well, we're we're empty on the
0: far end. So we talked yes, about how is the
3: answer for the podcast <laughs> listeners out there. Same
0: time the as <laughs> what? Make Like we talked earlier, casking is what I feel really changes the differences between Scotch, Irish, and bourbon. So what they have been doing a lot more lately and trying to play with it is Scotchers are using more and more different varieties of casks. Okay. Because they're generally using refill casks. They're not using first runs. And then beyond that, you also have finishing casks. So in most cases, they're going to use a refill bourbon barrel or a refill sherry barrel. And then that will do most of the maturation and aging. And that's how a lot of them end. But you're starting to find a lot of them are starting to use port barrels to finish for the last six months to two years. Or in this case, it's a Caribbean rum barrel that they finish it in for the last six months to two years, depending on what they feel is going to need to be done. Yeah. So this is probably a 12-year-old Balvini that got two years in a Caribbean rum barrel to put those little extra flavors. It's an arguable thing on the actual amount, but there could be, and based on the size of the barrels, these wooden barrels, anywhere from three to six liters of leftover whiskey or rum or port in the actual wood itself. So when you refill it with something else, that's going to bleed into it and create the slightly more complex flavors you're going to get. Okay. So now, Caribbean barrel. Now we drink.
3: (laughs) I certainly get more oak overall from this one than the monkey
0: shoulder. I agree. Okay, so that's the blending that does that a little, that changes that. There's less burn on the back of it as
3: well. That's the age. Okay. See, there we go. Do you not like it as much?
1: Okay. See, I would, I would no. say that
3: it's, it is drier, yeah. right? It doesn't have that honey flavor like the monkey shoulder did. As soon
1: as it touches my lips, it, like, burns. Okay,
3: so do you add your water to it first. No. But, it, but it's still not super smoky or peaty or anything like that. Yeah.
0: No. So, again, we're still space-eyed, so this is right. still not really going to have a lot of that peat, a lot of that smoke. But this is a single malt. This doesn't have that advantage of this one may be a little bit drier, but has a few notes that we like. This one tends to be a little sweeter. It has other notes by blending. Like you get with the monkey shoulder, you can get a more even product, which is probably why she enjoys that more. Once you start getting into single malts, that's you working into a slightly different profile. You have to actually know what you're getting into and enjoy
2: that. Yeah. I, before I like, started hanging out with Jay and hanging out with you and understanding bourbons and whiskeys and now starting to understand scotch if I'd have had something like this back in the day I'd have been like oh this is gross like I didn't understand it now I understand it and I can appreciate it, and I like it, if I, that makes any sense.
0: I've always viewed it as a climbing ladder. That's, I mean, that's how I am. This is probably one of my favorites just drinking, which is why it's here. It doesn't necessarily completely fit with the menu, but, you know, it's it's mine. Now,
2: do people – Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> so,
0: George, I'm right there with
3: you. Yeah. That, government Taco doesn't have – we've got two scotches, a uh, very affordable blended – scotch and then Balvenie Caribbean Classic 14 because it's and delicious it's not selling at all at government taco because we're selling tequila and mezcal and that's what that's what moves but like I was just like I want one single malt scotch for when somebody comes here and wants scotch and this is the one
0: that I want them to drink yeah so it's it's so new for you Give it about two years and when your course. cocktail menus are really going and you've got yeah. Mascal cocktails, yeah, yeah, yeah. then start playing with some of the Ely scotches, yep. the Lagavulins so and the Laphroaig's. Yeah. I mean there might be a little on the expensive side if you really do, but there are some that are more yeah. affordable. And trade those out for some of those mascal cocktails. You're gonna get all that sharpness, all that smoke, just a little different. Yep. And you could actually be able to serve what people would expect to be a tequila and mascal bar and have good scotches on the menu through that. It's always about finding that second use for it. I've always viewed scotch as a climbing ladder. Like you, everybody starts with really, really bad scotches people yeah. try and say, oh, Johnny these Walker are, these are doers yeah. Yeah. these are delicious this is what I grew up drinking it's amazing let me give it to you and if you've never really done scotch you're going to taste it and go this is terrible why would anybody drink this it's yeah. awful you have to have somebody who knows enough about it to walk you through the baby steps you've got to start with a blended single malt you have to start with a good blended to get a more even profile starting in the space side area even Campbelltown, something smaller where it's going to be lighter body and work your way up through the lowlands into the highlands into the really heavy stuff because as you do that you're going to get a little bit more smoke a little bit more peat a little bit more distinct notes work yourself into the single malts and eventually next thing you know you're sipping the Freud like it's nothing because you're just used to it.
2: Yeah. I I was always told back in the day when the cove was a was an actual place over there off of corporate that if I wanted to get in a scotch that was yeah. the that place, was to, the place to go that the Cove had a fantastic scotch co- selection, okay. and that's why I should go. But let's, I went one time. Let's and- call it
0: what it is. It was a collection. That wasn't a selection at that uh, point. There's a point in time where it's
3: a collection.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and I went one time and. Tom guy- has
0: collections.
3: Yes. yes
2: you have got let, over a hundred on the collections, wall. Collections plural, <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you've got
0: a hundred of any one thing, that's no longer a selection; that's a collection.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I went one time with a friend of mine who told me he was a Scotch drinker. I'm doing air quotes for everybody listening. And we went there, and he picked out this Scotch for me to try, and it was absolutely horrible. I don't remember what it was. It was not good. So I'm glad that now that I can that I understand. Scotch better, and I can appreciate what you're putting on the table. Looking back, maybe it was a good scotch, and I just didn't understand it. Yeah,
0: you, and that's just it. You, like I said, you've always been a bourbon drinker.
2: Yeah, bourbon tends
0: to be on the sweeter side, Mm -hmm. especially compared to scotches, because just the body is different. It's much more full bodied, it's very generally very heavy compared to an Irish or a scotch where it's got. Less barrel, more notes from the actual
2: gotcha process. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, all right, so where do we go from from this? So, looking
0: at what I have downstairs, most everything, like I said, being that it is a restaurant, my bar is relatively small yeah. here. Uh, I keep stuff that tend to fit into this group. Okay. I don't really have anything from the Highlands, but we can talk about some of the other ones. Sure. And kind of name some of the more popular brands you may have tried or may not, and kind of walk through how this would have tasted so you can kind of experiment on your own. Again, I've already taken this walk. My go to at home is a Lag of in eight year, which. I love because the best thing about having be, getting a scotch palate and this is a secret that nobody ever tells you if you develop your scotch palate to so you are at the point of Lagavulin's, Laphroaig's, the really heavy like bite people don't drink it. You can have a house party and you can have that bottle on the counter gonna touch and it. nobody's going to touch it. Nobody's going to touch yeah. it. Unless you get somebody who's going to appreciate it already. And then that's the person you're going to hang out with and share it with anyway. Nobody's going to touch my bottle of Laphroaig. It can literally sit on the counter all day, and nobody would touch it. I could leave it here on a table,
2: and nobody would touch it. Yeah, I would touch it. Yeah, Jay would touch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably touch it now that I know what the hell it is. Oh, no. You still wouldn't get there. You you still, would, okay, oh, all right.
3: I was sipping on Laphroaig 10 uh, just watching TV the other night. Yeah. Huh. It's,
0: it's one of those things that
3: you just It was kind of cold outside.
0: Oh, it was perfect.
3: I didn't want to go sit outside by myself by a fire. I just wanted to watch Netflix, but I drank <laughs> so scotch. So
1: fancy. So
0: I, I have to say, one of my favorite
3: things to do... you have your
1: pinky out? No.
0: No. 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 Well, I mean, at some point I probably did, yeah, but... Yeah. one of my favorite things around christmas time is the lagavulin fireplace have you seen Ooh, that yes with it's, nick offerman yes, yes. we uh, we had it yeah we had it
3: on during an entire episode of the radio show right before christmas yes. yeah
0: <laughs> it's great I have one buddy of mine who plays it every year. So his bar has a TV in it. It's in the middle of Alabama. And it has one TV. They never turn it on, ever. It's there for certain things when the owner wants to do it. But he always turns it on during the holiday season and puts that on and just lets it play. It's, it's the greatest view ever. Ah, uh, we should have done that at Government time. People think, unless you're watching it I can still or know it. what it is, people think it's just a picture. They don't realize yeah. he's actually sitting there for several hours. Like eleven hours. With a bottle of lagooling next to him and a glass and just stares into a camera and every once in a while shift a little bit, he'll swirl it, take a sip.
2: He'll pick it up and like look it. at the glass. <laughs> and take a sip, puts it down. What'd you say he back. actually
0: he only did about four hours and there is a certain point where they like cut and Okay, it.
2: see I thought he had sat there the entire time. Oh he still so, four he, hours as a yeah, he did. Yeah. It was a
0: very long time. But I don't believe he actually did I would drink entire an entire
3: bottle if I did that. Because yeah. I would just keep sipping. Yeah.
0: And that's, did and that, he? How often does does he refill? Oh, he refills. Yeah, yeah, he does. Okay. I, okay. I think during the course of the whole thing, he probably did about half a bottle. Because nah, a lot that's,
2: of, it, Yeah, it's a lot of fair. him just that's looking fair. at the camera as opposed to drinking. He, was, he yeah. was... It was less drinking and more staring. Which is what made it fun. Because yeah. nobody...
0: Everybody thinks it's a painting until... He like moves. <laughs> yeah,
2: like oh wait, that's nobody real. even
0: sees the fire. Oh, the fire is moving. They just see it. Yeah, nobody even thinks like oh no, that's really a human
2: being standing there, <laughs> slowly drinking. It's a great idea. I don't know if he thought of that, or his agent thought of that, or somebody thought. I of would, it, but I would bet it was an
0: offer between him and Lagavulin that they have made some kind of arrangement. Because as much as he drinks,
3: yeah. that stuff. Maybe so. So George, uh, l- let's name some of the the most. Well-known Scotch brands, and just kind of say like, what's the craziest, and what's kind of the more approachable, maybe? Like, like, well, yeah. So, like, I mean, you're talking about Lagavulin, right? Lagavulin's a pretty peaty Scotch. That's uh, that's way out. You're talking about Lefroy. Laphroaig. Laphroaig is super smoky. Um, Balvini, the or Balvini is that how you Balvenie. say Balvini? Uh, We had the Caribbean Cask 14, but that one, uh, there's plenty of expressions of Balvini that that are uh, more approachable, maybe you would say. I don't know.
0: Oh, and there's – so there are several expressions of it that are slightly more approachable. But really, what we're – the single malt versus a blended is really what's going to be your your tweak because when you're doing the blended – especially in the learning process, you're going to get a more even product overall. Again, this is not blended scotch. This is blended malt scotch because a blended scotch can be all kinds of things. You can things. take some neutral grain spirits and put it in there. Is mm, that right? Not necessarily, but it's, for it to be scotch, you can't do that. But you could end up with multiple regions in a single bottle. Whereas a so
3: so your doers and your Johnny Walkers and those kind of things generally speaking are that
0: yeah they're pulling from multiple regions to get a general flavor profile okay and at one point in time even the Johnny Walker blue has 30 different scotches into it so if you're buying a liter of johnny walker blue or as most people buy it a 750 that's 22.8 ounces of scotch if it's got 30 different scotches in it that's less than an ounce of, of each distillery in a single bottle i mean that's if you get that kind of profile on it yeah and just like bourbon if they put an age statement on it whatever age is on it is actually the youngest one in the bottle so, for instance, this Valvini 14, they haven't been doing it all that long, but the youngest one in it is 14. That doesn't mean that it can't have 50-year-old or 75-year-old scotch in it. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
3: what are some of the uh, – McAllen's a big
0: brand, right? So, yeah, McAllen is, is a big, beautiful brand. Um, I am a big fan of their 12-year uh I think that's right on that line of breaking into that single malt region, where you can start kind of really. It's going to be on the lighter side. It's going to have more of those fruity notes, but the older ones can really get some a little bit more smoke to them. But they get more refined. Um, a lot of the Glen brands, the Glenfiddich stuff the like Glenfiddich would be a space side. But the fun, the fun and interesting part is although they have the different regions. The naming systems, people used to think like, oh, if it's a glen, it's going to be from the space island. That's not true because there are glens all over it. Highland Park, we were kind of talking about off-air earlier, you would think would come from the highland region, but it's not. It comes from the island region, which is a totally different space and gives you a whole different profile. So it's, it's one of those, you can't even go by the naming systems. You actually have to either know what it is or look it up. To know where it's from, yeah. Um, the regions at this point tend to be more of a. This is what it kind of tastes like. These all kind of taste similar, but there's so many outliers and changes in it. So, in in my head, the the most delicate would be the space signs, the ones you're going to find a lot of if you're going to work yourself up next i would say probably the lowlands would be your next set they're going to be a little bit heavier than the space signs, but they're still going to be on the lighter side and work your way in um Akatoshan is a great brand for that yeah there are a ton of distilleries to do it but it's a great and they tend to be pretty low to peat free so that's again working yourself into that peat flavor and smoke um Moving up would be the Highlands next. That's your medium body, so you're kind of working yourself up to those heavier and heavier uh, scotches. That'd be your Glimmerangi, your Oban, which everybody oh, pronounces wrong. <laughs> <and> I, <find laughs> I, would, I
3: say Oban.
0: I'm so, wrong. So I had a guy from the distillery actually tell me how to say it, and once he remind, tells you his little saying on how to repeat it, you'll never forget it. It's not Oban. It's Open like, hey, let's open another bottle so we can keep going. Yeah, Glen Morangy. Okay. Yeah, I'm not Scottish. I do not pronounce these necessarily all correctly. (laughs) I'm more Irish than anything else. Give me some Irishes, we'll go to town. But you know, working our way into those medium bodies again, Glen Morangy. The open would be another good example. Again, you'll get a little bit more of that oak into it. You're getting that medium body. you're starting to get a little bit more of that smoke into it, um, but you'll still get a lot of that malt, a little bit of fruit cake, that dry note. Fruit cake, okay. Yeah, wow. you're going to get a lot of dry fruits in these, but you're you're kind of leaning into that. The heavier the body gets, the more the fruit notes you're going to get, less the, the spices. Okay. Um, Cape Town is really hard. to... Uh, Campbelltown is really hard to find out. It used to be one of the biggest producers up until world war ii and then they were producing a lot of lower quality and not as much higher quality so when people started drinking less and less they wanted the higher quality and most of those distilleries closed there are a couple left um they're a little bit harder to find you really have to go look for them so it's okay. not going to necessarily be in your i'm going to go find these yeah um but they you know you can still find a few uh And then my favorite is that really heavy-bodied, really, really peaty, smoky, almost oily from the amount of peat in it. That would be your E-Lays, um, lots of seaweed, brine, iodine, vegetal, very medicinal. That's all from the peat. That peat smoke does a lot of that work. Um, And then a lot of that salty sea air does a lot of that and helps with that process, too. Huh.
2: And
1: that's, that's,
0: again, your Lafroix, your Lagavoolins. Yeah. there is one more region that's not an official region in Scotland, and that would be your island scotches. That's where your Highland Park comes from. So in the theres in the northern western region of Scotland, there's hundreds of tiny islands. A lot of them are uninhabited. But some of them happen to be big enough and will have distilleries on them where they will bring the grains in and the water is just perfect and it leads to this one exact product. Yeah. So again, Highland Park would be one of those brands that is on an island. You can go, you can visit. It's beautiful to see, but it's its own little island.
2: That's very interesting. What threw me off when you were just talking about all these different, like, flavor profiles and stuff when you mentioned seaweed Mm -hmm. like is that like salty Mm -hmm. like okay all right that's that's what popped into my head you've had you've had japanese nori before yeah so similar to that yeah okay all right that really
0: Uh, earthy grassy salty
2: bitter kind of taste gotcha okay so the these two that we've had they're available here at does yes and you've done, and they're relatively easy to find on the shelf, on store shelves. Okay, I would assume Calandros being right down the street, they would probably have yes. have these there. Uh, but for here, what do you have? Cocktails on the menu featuring both of these scotches, or is this like if someone wants a scotch cocktail, this is something you'd use one of these to create
0: for them? Um, so my. My well scotch here is actually the Monkey Shoulder. Okay, this is about as low as I'm willing to go as far as quality wise. Don't be wrong; I carry some I carry doers. I carry Johnny Walker. I carry uh, some of the more common brands. Some of those may be finding their way to the door slowly as they're becoming less and less popular. Yeah, but this is about as low as I go. If I'm going to make a cocktail with scotch, it's going to be the Monkey Shoulder. The problem with that is. Scotch is one of those things that, unlike bourbon where there's a big wide variety where they're all what I like to call household bourbons. Mm-hmm. So this would be like a maker's mark. So yeah. a maker's mark is high enough quality. If I want to put it on the rocks and drink it, I can do it. Yeah. But if I hand it to somebody, they put it, and then start pouring Coke into it, I'm not going to get mad at them.
3: I think to- I'd get upset. It's-
0: but it's very different than me pulling out a bottle of Blanton's yeah. and having somebody do the same thing. You do that, you may not leave the house ever again. Yeah. If Don't do that. You do it to a maker's mark.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: not necessarily the best way to do it, but I'm not going to take the bottle and beat you upside the head with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you've got bourbons that, you know, you, you kind of want to mix with other things. I love some of the higher end Jim Beans, but if you're going to have a bottle of Jim Bean White in the house, if, yeah, it yeah tends to go with Coke, yeah, it's Coke or in a cocktail, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's I find Monkey Shoulder is one of the few that's in that Maker's Mark level. It's good enough that I can just sit and drink it, and I'm not going to think twice about it. Yeah, but it's also. On a low enough level that I'm willing to risk putting it in a cocktail yeah. to produce a higher quality flavor. I mean, hell, I washed an entire bottle of it with bacon fat. <laughs> Which I was mean, delicious. Yeah, but that's a risk. If it didn't work the way I wanted it to, Yeah, then you it's ruined it. It's gone. gone. Yeah. Um, but you weren't going to ruin it. I mean, come, let's I be honest. Yeah, no, it was going to get drank. Yeah. It may, not, may have been with a cringe, but it was going to get drank. Oh, absolutely. Um, but that's there's a very, very narrow window very few scotches that are in that okay there's a lot more that are that next level up where I'm not about to put anything with it if you're gonna drink it
2: you're gonna drink it straight or on the rocks you're gonna get an ice cube at most yeah and kind of go with it well monkey shoulder I believe I I need to have a bottle of that at home because that's really really good yeah I really enjoy that it's something that I I could find myself like when I'm in the mood, having a a glass or two, maybe, if I'm pushing it, if I'm feeling brave. Ooh, if you're but, feeling frisky. Wait, first of all, yeah. how big are glasses are we talking? Well, uh, look, like I pour, I pour,
0: <laughs> I pour heavy. Oh, so you pour George sized glasses? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So you're I learned, talking, I learned it from you, George. Yeah.
2: So you're talking <laughs> quarter to half a bottle a night? Cool. Yeah, worst, yeah great. probably so. Probably so. Yeah. Make sure I'm not going anywhere. Just mm-hmm. staying home on the couch. Yeah. like might Jay sleep. with my pinky out. You know, watching Netflix. You might actually sleep. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. With the four hours I will be sleeping, I'll be sleeping sound.
0: Yes. <laughs> you are going to sleep like a newborn baby. Yeah. Up every two
2: hours screaming. Yeah. That's, that's typical for me. <laughs> uh, all right. Before we wrap everything up here on the podcast, I'm going to switch gears for a second and talk a little bit about the restaurant. Uh, how did you guys do... Last year in 2020, with all the pandemic stuff going on, the up and down of 75 percent capacity, 50 percent, like how as a as a business, how did you guys fare? Because it seemed like right. even with the limited capacity, like tonight we're in here and there's a really decent crowd of people in here for uh, you know being still under the yeah. restrictions. So how did you guys fare with all that? Uh, so it was definitely
0: not easy. Yeah. There were Several times in this process, where we were that we didn't know how we were going to do it and how it was going to work, we were going to make it work, but we didn't know how we were going to do it. And, um, luckily, not just Scott, Teresa, and myself being meticulous on guidelines and details and finding every loop not necessarily loophole but like every limitation we could and pushing it as much as we could we have a a staff that would do the same and do everything they could to help make sure we could fit within every regulation to try and produce as much as we could within that um it was better than we thought it was going to be not as good as we hoped but it was it was a fight the whole way through
2: yeah of course
0: um and the more we are, like everybody else, we had there were scares. Yeah. We, you know, I, I think I've gone and gotten tested maybe eight times because anytime I know anybody, even if I haven't seen them in two weeks, I know anybody who's gotten tested. Yeah, as a precaution, you're like, I'm, I'm going just yeah. to make sure so that I can be here and keep us moving. Yeah. Um, we had a few minor changes. Uh, obviously, we've we've turned a bit into a bakery now. I don't know if you knew that. No, I
2: did not know that. Uh, well, I know at one point you were you were baking bread. I no, haven't stopped, okay? Because I, I bought some from yeah, you; and it was delicious. Still
0: I, making sourdough every week, and it's nice. kind of sticking on the menu. Okay. Um, the hamburger buns we make here. I need those uh, we, hamburger We buns. did cookies this year. So every year I've done... How did I miss out on cookies? What did, yeah, you probably missed out on cookies because there weren't any to buy uh, as could, fast as they were going. That could be the reason. Uh, so usually every year I'll do my bacon, bourbon, chocolate chip, or the white chocolate peppermint. We would do them slice and bake. But nice. with us already having bread for sale for most of the year, people kind of like, so you have anything else... So when I started putting out packs of dozen cookies in bacon, bourbon, chocolate chip, cosmopolitan, and white chocolate peppermint, in five weeks, I sold 268 dozen cookies. Good Lord. Yeah. I actually purchased...
2: Well, we did have... I'll take it back. What were the cookies you brought to us? It was like...
0: Uh bourbon bacon bourbon chocolate chip. Yes. I think you had one, Abby. Uh,
1: no, I did not. I would have remembered. I feel if, like you
0: did. I will say if a look could
2: kill that was it right there. Yeah. Uh, you, you are, are a <laughs> you dead man give it to me.
1: I remember having the tamales. I thought you'd gotten
2: some cookies because mm. you brought us some and you brought some from Amascona. Mm-hmm. I thought you got some, Abby. Next time no, you're at you...
1: Guarantee wow. Media, just, like, walk down <laughs> the hallway from the oh, studio and oh, find Tiger. You really, you yeah. really
0: want to have a death glare? I gave each of them a dozen. There yeah. were three dozen cookies in that office.
1: I'm sorry, what? That's <laughs> why I'm thinking you got cookies. <laughs> I definitely did not because I would have remembered that. Yeah, maybe you were. I don't know. Um,
0: it wasn't just sorry. him either. Hey. It wasn't just him either. Each of them got a dozen and Moscone got a dozen.
2: Talking about the cookies that that uh, That neither one of you shared
0: with her, and she's about to kill both of you over the table? I
2: mean, you snooze, you lose. Ooh, wow. See, I'm thinking we did, and he's just like, that's your fault. Oh, I took those things home. He did take
3: them home. I I shared one with somebody.
2: I thought I thought it was Abby. I thought I didn't we gave Abby.
0: So what I'm hearing Brittany. is Jay had mm-hmm. 11 cookies, <laughs> shared one. Chuck had 10, shared two. And Moscona probably never even opened them until he got home.
3: Probably. Sounds about
0: right. Yeah, it does sound about right. <laughs> yeah. So there were three extra cookies in the office, and obviously none of them went to you.
1: They did not.
0: Maybe you were going. It was probably in those days where y'all were oh, okay. like leaving yeah, excuses, early. Whatever. Like, yeah, excuses. Yeah. yeah, full um, of them. I was on the radio show, so you can actually go back and look and find out which day
2: it was. Yeah,
1: because that's when you got the tamales, because
2: he brought tamales.
1: In, in. He brought tamales for pounding show. Oh,
2: that's what he was, yeah, that morning. Scott brought them. That
1: was probably when I left early.
2: Yeah, look, see? Now that you think about it, you're like, oh, maybe. It's fine.
0: Well, I'm glad. Lisa, uh, well, this was the last of the ABV radio <laughs> show. <laughs>
2: Not true, not true. <laughs> From now on, he's coming to Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Switching the country. All right. Uh, okay. Well, I'm glad you guys fared well in 2020. I know at one point I talked to you and the uh, to-go orders were flying out of the building. So that's good. Uh, and I'm glad things are going well now in 2021. I mean, we're only a few days into the year. It's, this week has been a, a long year so far. Yes. <laughs> So but uh, thank you for having us here No problem on, at Doe's. If make sure you're going out people support your local businesses here, your local restaurants. Come to Does. I say this all the time and I don't say it because I'm friends with George and I come here a lot. I come here a lot because the steaks are the best steaks in Baton Rouge. I'm just extra he is just sexual it's good to see George's face but the steaks are incredible the tamales are awesome the cocktails are insane it's a place to come and support local and give your business to these people so George thank you again I appreciate it no problem Abby thank you for being here as well
1: of course glad you got to learn a little
2: bit about some scotch I did thank you found a scotch you like
1: yes I did my step dad's one complete be, my dad's gonna be so proud so,
2: there you go Jay's talking so we'll stay him But until next time, guys, this is Chuck P. with the ABV Podcast. Cheers.